Every night when I went to bed, my bed would shake. I would see things going off, shelves breaking, everything was shaking. I was in constant fear growing up, constant fear. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about mental health and how our thoughts and the way we think about life can guide us to life or even death. Positive thoughts are known to help your mental health. So oftentimes, many in society, they try this kind of cup is half full approach in life and they find ways to increase positive thinking versus having negative thoughts. But how do we really control our thought life? Is it just trying really hard on our own? Or is there a better way? According to Lisa Marino, she says that her thought life before Christ was horrible. And that today, as a Christian, she discovered that Jesus can affect her thought life and it led her to life. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course, Lisa. I'm glad to have you with us. I understand your thought life was pretty bad when you were younger that you even wanted to take your own life. But this all started from some pretty bad experiences at home when you were younger. Tell us about that. Yeah, so from the time I can remember, from my earliest childhood memory, my parents were always high. Mm. I remember the scales in the bathroom where my dad would weigh out the drugs. And he was shooting up heroin, and they grew large marijuana plants in the house. So drugs was normal in my childhood. Okay, I see. So you grew up in a household where drug use was present right in front of you. Gosh, you must have experienced a lot of trauma with that situation. Can you tell us about one of those situations? Yes. So one time I had woken up and I went into the kitchen and I found my father on the ground. He had a needle sticking out of his arm and he had foam around his mouth. And I started screaming and I didn't realize my dad had OD'd. Oh, gosh. And I yelled out. And I guess pretty much after that, stopped breathing. They put a mask on me and I was calming down. But my dad had tried to take his life because he felt like such a disappointment to my mom and to us kids. So, yeah, I saw a lot. Oh, wow. So you're seeing your own father nearly commit suicide. Gosh, which is definitely not giving you good thoughts. It must have been too much for you as a child. Did he survive that overdose? Yes. And for 30 years, my dad had a heroin addiction. And was in and out of prison. Oh, so it sounds like you grew up in a negative environment. I understand things got spiritual for you as you started dabbling into some witchcraft and it opened up the door for some really bad stuff to happen. Yes. So a friend and I had done the Ouija board and we asked it a lot of questions. And as soon as I started dibble dabbling in that kind of thing, the torment started and it didn't stop. Every night when I went to bed, my bed would shake. I would see things going off, shelves breaking, everything was shaking. I was in constant fear growing up, constant fear. Okay, that is crazy. And it sounds like something demonic is happening to you here. As you know that witchcraft and types of things like that always open up the door for demonic torment. Yes. I understand you started using drugs at the age of 11 to 12 years of age. Yes. My babysitter 
somebody we were related to, one of their friends had a glass pipe and told me to smoke it. I didn't even know what was in it, but I think it must have been freebasing of some kind. And so that's the first time I ever did drugs. I understand it wasn't the last time. As I understand, your mind began to gravitate more and more to having impure thoughts. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I had a lot of impure thoughts, anything from sexually to just torment in my mind, you know, not feeling any peace. There was never peace. Never did I have peace. I just felt so lost. I couldn't pull my thoughts together. I would think, gosh, I don't know what to do with my life. I felt like dying. I did have thoughts of suicide, but I didn't attempt it at that time. But I thought if they knew what I thought, they'd put me away. They would put me away. So yeah, I didn't know any peace. Mm. So your thought life was so negative that you thought people might think you were crazy. I understand it got so bad that at 18, you were desperate and even tried crying out to God. Yeah. So one time a biker chick, she was a neighbor and she had become a Christian. She said, why don't you go with me to church? I went with her to church and I didn't feel anything, but that was the only time I had ever been introduced to God. But I felt that God must be real. And here's why I looked at the stars, you know, trying to talk to God. And I said to myself, you've got to be real. I said, you must be real because everything I see speaks to me. You have to be real. Mm. And I said, who are you? Who are you? I was really crying out because I just wanted to know who he was. I understand that though you didn't feel anything huge in that moment. You noticed a little change, but then I understand you ended up marrying a very handsome man who was very athletic. And then something happened that destroyed your marriage and put your young faith under trial. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was at a wedding reception, and my husband told another woman to come sit on his lap, and I almost got in an argument with her, and he spit on me in front of a bunch of people and told me he didn't like being married, and humiliated me. Wow, man. I was so embarrassed and just so hurt. Nothing I ever put my hand to in my life worked, nothing. Oh my gosh, that is horrible and so hurtful. How did you respond to that emotionally? It must have been unbearable. Yes. So when I was on my way home from that reception, I heard a voice say to me, kill yourself, run into a wall, go off a cliff. Nobody loves you. It was a very real voice. And I called out to the God I didn't know yet. And I said, if you're real, please help me. And right then I saw a vision of that church I went to at age 17, where the biker chick had took me two years and years before. And I saw in this vision people worshiping God with their hands lifted, and I saw peace on all their faces, and I said, I want that. So I went back to the church she took me to, and there I said to God, all my love a man spit on, I give you my love, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I was never the same. He took it. He took all the mental torment, the desire for drugs, everything. He took it, and he gave me love, and I had never known love like that. It's true. Knowing the Lord is such a love, a transformational love that can change everyone's destiny. I understand your mind literally transformed, and I want to talk about that on our next show. Lisa, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Hang on, let's talk about your thought life right after this short break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. 
You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think that Lisa's story of how she was raised is a very sad story. But I think that many can relate to this. Children are never supposed to see things that Lisa saw. Her father dying in front of her over a drug overdose, seeing her father on drugs. Such a horrific experience that can leave a child behind with thoughts of fear, torment, and thoughts of death. How should we overcome trauma if we have seen things we should have never seen? You may be wondering about this. Is there any hope that the Holy Scriptures can bring real answers to? How can we truly clear our minds of bad, tormenting thoughts and fill our minds on good thoughts? You know, it's written in Scripture in Philippians 4, 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, this is a wonderful saying. And according to this scripture, we're supposed to dwell upon good things, to really focus on all that is good in our lives, even though bad things may happen or are even happening. But what if, even if you try to think upon good things, you simply can't, like you're stuck, like you can't get over the past and all you see is the past and the fears keep coming into your mind and your heart. And those thoughts in a way can torment a person. How does one overcome this? It's written in 1 John chapter 4, verses 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Ah, the answer lies in this verse. Look, it's written that fear involves torment. Isn't that true? Lisa was tormented in her mind and her heart over her thoughts. And how? Because her fears made her mind race with thoughts of how bad things were in the past and how that past could repeat itself in her life. So what is the antidote? Is it just trying to, you know, kind of brainwash yourself and not think about these things? Well, according to scriptures, love is the answer to these fears. It is the love of God that this verse is talking about, not just, you know, romantic love or some type of worldly love. This is talking about the very love of God that He has for you. Did you know that the love of God can rid your mind and heart of the fears that torment your mind or could torment your mind? Yes, the love of God is powerful and has this effect of pushing and driving out fears that are in our minds. We can live in our lives free from fear and meditate on good things Only because Jesus can calm our hearts and minds because of what He did for us on the cross. You see, at the cross, He set us free from any and all torment permanently. See, the real torment that we all experience is the torment of the possibility of going to hell. 
Jesus set us free once and for all by paying the price on the cross. But to have this, you have to be filled with the love of God. Did you know you can be filled so much that it's like dripping in you, on top of you, flowing through you? Oh my gosh, I tell you the truth. I have experienced being filled with the love of God, and it is true. All my fears and these bad thoughts that even I had when I was younger have vanished away. And not of my own strength or power, but simply through the power of God. Did you know, my friend, that God loves you? If you're struggling with horrible, tormenting thoughts, I want to encourage you. God is right here for you. He sent His one and only Son to bring the answer that you need. Father God, we come to you with all of our thoughts, with all of our mind, all of our fears that can torment us. And someone right now who's listening is saying, I'm being tormented by these fears. Lord Jesus, instead of that torment, we receive your love, the love that you died on the cross for us, for me. So Lord, we give our lives to you and we ask for your love and you yourself, Lord Jesus, to come into our lives and to set us free from all fear. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.